Hey guys, this is Christians in the Gritty. Life is hard, and man, we've lived it. We sure have. We are just two sisters doing our best to please God through it all. And having fun doing it. Last week, we started um, talking about churches and what the Bible says that they want from churches. And we touched a little bit on proclaiming the gospel and organizing efforts to reach other nations with the message of salvation, preaching the word, meeting together regularly to encourage one another and using our spiritual gifts. I'm just going to continue from there and say that God has established the local church as a vehicle for community. The Bible talks about community throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament. It's very important because it, you know, protects us. And um, the New Testament Bible, we see young and old together. And that's very important because we're going to learn as young people Mm -hmm. from the older people. And then I am older people to a lot of the teenagers, obviously. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, this is Melissa. And Christina. So we all will learn from each other. And... I've had a lot of times where older people come to me and be like, man, you taught me today Mm -hmm. because of the things that you were sharing. Yeah. And it's real important because we're all in different walks of life. Yeah. In different stages of life. And you might have been through something that someone else is going through now. And we really need to be there for each other and be that community. Yeah. And just remembering the church is not just the building. I mean, the church really isn't the building at all. No. The church is... The people in it. Yeah. And those who are serving God. Mm -hmm. So The building is just where we choose to meet. Yeah. Which brings a point is that we shouldn't be just a small group of friends meeting at our house and calling that church. That's Mm -hmm. a small group. Yeah. That's not a church because you're not going to learn all these things. And that's not the way the Bible had set it up for us. But I do want to say I think it's important that we have the building. Yes. Because it gets us there yes. as humans. Like, if we were just like, oh, we're going to go meet out by the flagpole every uh, Sunday, mm-hmm. are you going to go? Maybe. Yeah. Like, I feel like there has to be some level of um, comfort there mm-hmm. to fulfill our human desires. Too. It's, it's so we can't come up with more excuses. Yeah. Like, I can't go to church because it's cold today. Yeah. You know. It's just really important for accountability. Yeah. Like, if I always did church at home, and I know some people cannot make it, mm-hmm. but if I, oh, that's why it's important for us to reach out to our shut ins and stuff mm-hmm. like that, too, or people that are hurt or hurting. Like I've talked about in past podcasts, we need to reach out to those people yeah. and make sure they're okay and keep them accountable, honestly. Because oh, yes. if we are not being the church and keeping our church, family, meaning all followers of Christ, Mm -hmm. accountable and encouraging them, they will easily fall away. I've done it many times. We also need to remember that God doesn't call leadership to dominate the congregation, rather that they should be um, more about shepherding. So that's something we left off on a little bit last week is... um, their spiritual gifts and stuff. We got to make sure that as leadership in the church, and I'm talking all leadership, I'm not just talking about pastor and everything, that we are shepherding people in their walk and not just being the ones in charge, you know, and this is how we follow God and this is what we do. If people are being called 
to do something. Yeah. We need to make sure we're shepherding that. Yeah, cultivating it. What's the word I'm looking for? Probably. <laughs> Fertilizing it. <laughs> yeah, something. And that's, you know, and that's all leadership. You know, I know if it's you're in women's ministry, if you're in the mission board, or if you're on, if you're the pastor, if you're a deacon, you just need to make sure that you were not saying this is us and this is what we're going to do. We are making sure to reach out and see what people are being called to. Because that's the Holy Spirit. That's above you. That's above all of everybody. Yeah. That's God uh, talking to us. And it can be false. Yeah. But use discernment. But that's not for them to decide. No. If it's not bad, if if it's not against God and someone's coming to you saying, God's calling me to do this. Yeah. It's not our job to put their flame out. No. Because... Our responsibility at that point is going to be to help them and guide them in it. Yeah. Maybe you, maybe they're having trouble. Like, is this really what God's calling me to do? Maybe you can guide them in that. Yeah. But we should never extinguish it. No. No. So I know that we've all had that experience where there's something you feel like God's calling you to do. And someone says, well, I don't really think you should do that. Like, that's not the safest thing you could do. Or... Mm-hmm. They kind of just brush you well. off. They mean yes. well. But we have to remember that people are people. They're not the ones who are God. Like, God telling me something that trumps mm-hmm. people. Right. But that can take us right into um, what another thing that the um, Bible talks about churches should do is provide guidance and instruction. Okay, so in First Timothy 5, it talks about how we should be to each other. So this is kind of long, but it has a lot of good things about how we should treat each other. And I don't know that we need to read the whole thing, but okay, so let's do uh, 1 Timothy 5.20. As for those who persist in sin, rebuke them in the presence of all, so that the rest may stand in fear in the presence of God and Christ Jesus and of the elect angels, I charge you to keep these rules without prejudging, doing nothing from partiality. Partiality, <laughs> Like, don't be partial. If we go down to verse 24, it says, The sins of some people are obvious, going before them to judgment, but the sins of others appear later. So also, good works and conspicuous, and even those that are not, cannot remain hidden. So we will see. And that's the thing about um, having people be accountable. But also, you should really read First Timothy 5, because it talks about how we should treat widows. talks about how uh, do not rebuke an older man, but encourage him as you would a father. And it talks about how you treat young ladies like you would a daughter and, you know, all these things um, about how to treat one another Mm -hmm. and like don't be busybodies and don't gossip and these sort of things. So all these things are the instructions for the church, all of First Timothy 5. Yeah. So it's very good to read it. I don't want to read that. Titus is a good one, too. And it's a short book. So Titus is another good one to read. Yeah, especially... um, Titus 2. Do you have anything from Titus 2 you want to read? Um, I pretty much have all. I do. I have all of Titus 2 highlighted because it's <laughs> one of my favorites. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, Let me it's, it's just talking about 
um, teaching mm -hmm. everybody, yeah. like, and doing good for the sake of the gospel. It, that's what mine's labeled as. Yeah. Titus, the, 2. Titus 2 says teach sound doctrine mm -hmm. on mine. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, it, it's just whatever group of people you belong to, how you should be teaching others, mm -hmm. how you should be taught and brought up mm -hmm. in your faith. Um, verse 1, you, however, must teach what is appropriate to sound doctrine. Teach the older men to be temperate, worthy of respect, self-controlled, and sound in faith, in love, and in endurance. I feel like it starts with older men mm -hmm. because... I mean, they should men be the are leaders. our leaders, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's not a negative thing at all. No. And I feel like God made them typically, like, stronger mm -hmm. in some ways on purpose, you yeah. know? And, and I think it's okay that women are, most of the time, not always, I mean, tend to be more emotional people. Mm -hmm. I mean, because we need those alternate things in our lives like we need a strong father and we need a mom who's going to relate to us or yeah. you know whatever yeah and that's not saying that just because you know you're a man who is in touch with his feelings that's a great thing but it goes on and on and i know we've talked about titus too before yeah so about how you should be with your husband how mm -hmm. you should be it's the same kind of thing and it's it's you really should get in there and read yeah it, but. but i can read this though without um Going into a bunch. So Titus 2, starting at verse 11. For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly mm. passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age while we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. These, then, are the things you should teach. Encourage and rebuke with all authority. Do not let anyone despise you. So this is why we should. Yeah. <laughs> we should be teaching in these ways. And just to show kindness to everyone, mm -hmm. not to leave anyone behind. Yeah. And you don't want people to fall. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, one of, you know, to guide people and help them to grow stronger in their faith. Like, that's what yeah. we should be doing. And not one person. We don't want one person to fall. Yeah. And that's that's why Jesus left the 99 to go find the one mm -hmm. <laughs> that, you know, was missing. <laughs> he so, notices. Yeah, he does. So, for sure. Because there's a cool thing uh the uh what is that titus tribe or something tribe titus i don't know which one are you talking about trent sorry i do this <laughs> trent every tribe. time trent tribe <laughs> trent tribe has this really cool thing we put it on our facebook about the one being left behind that'll kind of mm -hmm. blow your mind when you think about it and it talked a lot about our christmas uh podcast um had kind of related to that a little bit so if you check out our facebook page um you can uh, watch. I have a link there. Um, I posted it on the page for his um, talking about the one that you yeah. leave and chase after or that you don't leave, that you chase after and leave the rest. Yeah. yeah. And if you guys like have any um, people in mind, like their content that is just like really relatable, but has sound doctrine, like we're interested. Because I love message it to us. Yeah. I love hearing 
other yeah. people's view. And it gets us thinking. Yeah. Yeah. We like that. So. But it, this can um, put us straight into the other thing that we have to do is exercise discipline. And that mm-hmm. had talked about it a little bit. But if we read um, Galatians 6, 1 to 2, it says, Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. I was just reading on because okay. it was interesting. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, is there more? <laughs> okay. So, you know, when we go to correct someone or we notice something they're doing that they shouldn't be, you don't go, what are you doing? You know, yeah. you come at them with gentleness and remember, you're not perfect. Yeah, you're not I- perfect. <laughs> I'm giving you this look like uh, we did it to I each fail. other. I do that to my kids too. <laughs> oh, <wait. laughs> yeah. Those yeah. were closest to it's so hard. And we yeah. talked about that before. Don't forget to be ministering to our own children. Yeah. And those are our people of God first. Mm-hmm. Like those are the people God gifted to you. Ugh. Yeah. We are just like kind of just kind of treat them a little differently than we treat the rest of the Christians. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But I think it's good in a way because we don't bite our tongue as much with our family yeah. because we work through the problems. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like You're not afraid to bring up the problem. Because uh, it's, it's not, not like, always in gentleness. No, and it should be. So I'm not <laughs> condoning that, but I'm just saying it's good that we feel more comfortable to talk with them. But we should feel like that with everyone. Like yeah. I always feel like, especially in our small groups, like when I say something... That I wouldn't normally just say to anyone. It feels so good for people just to hear it. And yeah. for me to be able to be like, man, I'm really not perfect. And yeah. they are not judging me right now. Yeah. And <laughs> a lot of times they're like, okay, so it's okay that I'm not perfect. Yeah. I see that a lot. And actually, oh, that's when I see older people will come to me. I've had like several older ladies come to me and like, your transparency, don't stop doing that. Like you encourage oh. me. And I'm like. For real? I just thought I talked too much. <laughs> like, like, But I look up to you. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. But it just encourages me so much more. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. But there, and I've had people come to me and correct me gently. And I'm glad they do. Yeah. Like, uh, like Robert uh, calling me on the phone when I didn't talk to him in the store and ignoring <laughs> Because I was in a hurry, and he said, um, don't do that. And I said, okay, sorry. He's the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he called me, and he was very gentle, and then he had a conversation with me and talked to me. And, you know, that's good. That's yeah. good to do. Like, hey, I saw you. Naughty. <laughs> yeah. But he was very gentle about it, and he did it in a way that it made me feel better because I felt guilty. Yeah. And then immediately, as soon as I got home, I had a phone call waiting. Like, he was calling me. When I got home, I saw you. It's probably when he was able to call you. As soon yeah. as he was able to call you, he's like, I got to call her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, you're just, that made me think, too. I forget exactly what the verse said, but um, for us not to be tempted, mm-hmm. too, yeah. to, like, fall into Be careful when we get, when we are correcting others that we don't sin ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Or when... Uh, Maybe the maybe this is the verse. Um, 
I'm, I think my mind's going in another way, too, talking about temptation. Mm-hmm. Um, because when others are doing things, even if they're Christians, us as Christians, sometimes it's easy for us to be like, oh, look, they're doing it. So it's probably okay if I do it, too. I've done that. Yeah. That's how I started drinking again. Yeah. Back when I fell a year after mm-hmm. Gabriel. And I, okay, so I'll let you guys in on this because I always felt guilty and I've talked to Melissa about it before. But I always thought I was the one who went and then bought her the first bottle of wine. I think that was the second bottle. Yeah, she told me <laughs> it wasn't the first one. I don't know. She's trying to make it's me feel better. It's the second one. I brought one home and ran out. But I went and got her one, and ever like I felt horrible about it ever since. Well, she shouldn't feel horrible. It was going to happen because I was so broken that day. It was the anniversary of his death. And but see and. Okay. Instead of staying and encouraging me and changing my mind. Yeah. That what you mean? Well, yeah. And I, I see that. I don't think you should feel guilty about it. But at the same time, I nice see thing, how though. it could have been. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how we could, you could have acted differently. And you know what? How many things have I done in the past where I could have encouraged someone differently, but I wasn't there in my walk yet? Mm-hmm. And just like I wasn't there in my walk to trust God more. Yeah. And um, be be looking to God instead of falling apart. Yeah. And I feel like um, it's reminding me, too, of times like when um, I needed to pull the log out of my eye, actually. <laughs> yeah. Be like, it wasn't the speck of sawdust in my eye. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and and sometimes that made it harder for me once I was drinking is when I felt very condemned by the family, and I didn't feel like I could turn to them, to be honest, to be honest. So when you see someone in your your life that is struggling in that way, Mm -hmm. maybe don't come at them, like we're saying in gentleness, come at them as they're wrong and they're doing something wrong. Find ways to encourage them instead, Mm -hmm. and maybe don't focus on the drinking and just ask what ways you can help them. Yeah. So that way you can keep that line. So when they decide they're done, they can call on you. Yeah. And not be afraid to. And that's just something from being in that situation mm-hmm. that, yeah. Yeah. And it does feel like an attack, even if it's not something like drinking, like whatever it is. Mm-hmm. feels like an attack when someone says something to you, even if it's like minor yeah, I because like. I don't want you to see my sin. Yeah. I want you to be okay with it. Not so much okay with it, but I don't want you to tell me I'm wrong because I'm not ready for that yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it puts up walls. Yeah. But I'm not saying not to go for those people, for sure. So that'll lead us into one. Um, so another thing the Bible tells us to do as a church is be the body of Christ on earth. Modeling love and unity. So John 17, 20 to 26 says, I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one even as we are one. 
I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me and love them even as you loved me. Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me may be with me where I am, to see my glory that you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I made known to them your name, and I will continue to make it known that the love with which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. So that's church right there. Yeah. It's the body of Christ on earth, modeling love and unity. So we need to be as Christ is and love others like Christ did is what that's basically saying. So Mm -hmm. like when we go to people with gentleness, we have to remember what we've done and we don't deserve God's love and Mm -hmm. Christ. Um, loves all those people that he shouldn't have loved quotations are happening right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just like, you got to remember, like, we don't deserve it either. Yeah. And we need to come with unity and love on one another. It's very hard to do sometimes. I'm not speaking of perfectness. I struggle hard when someone hurts me. Yeah. And it's very hard. But we have to remember. And sometimes I have to say, that's just his struggle. That's her struggle right now. It's like, I understand he's not very compassionate and should be, mm-hmm. but that's his struggle. Let's pray for him. Let's do this or that. Or if I have an issue, bring it up, you know, in gentleness and yeah. love. Another thing that the Bible says the church should be is a voice for common grace and human dignity in the surrounding culture. So in Galatians 6, 9 to 10, it says, And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap, if we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are on the household of faith. That's like, okay, we need to do good to everyone, especially those who are Christians, Mm -hmm. but also to everyone, our neighbors, you know, like right now we're doing blessing bags at church where we put a bag of things that would be very helpful to a person that maybe doesn't have a home or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, it has a Bible in it and things like this and socks and those sort of things and a place for them to reach someone to seek salvation and just to let them know, like literally says that you are beautiful Mm-hmm. And you are loved. Yeah. And and you have worth. Yeah. And I'm sure in that situation, you just don't feel approachable. I know. And it's like, and people are ha- have signs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd rather give them that. Like, because that's hope in a bag. Yeah. Like, right. Like, someone thinks I have worth. They're not just um, like, oh, here's some money. Yeah. And it's like when Jesus says, like, he doesn't need that food. Like, because yeah. he's got... He's got God. You yeah, know? he's got the bread of life. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, or whatever. So giving them that Bible in there is much yeah. better than giving yeah. them that leftover slice of pizza. Yes, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So. It gives them it gives them the 
answers to the things that they are struggling with. Mm -hmm. And that's the biggest hope and help that you're going to give. Yeah. And And love. (laughs) um, I mean, this is a a little changing it a little bit, but it makes me just think of um, in Deuteronomy 7. um, I guess Jesus was not sent only to rescue the Jews. Yeah. He's for the Gentiles, too. Yeah. It's like... It's for all people. Yes. God wants everyone yeah. to be coming to heaven. Yeah. And to know him. And we don't seek him. He seeks us. Mm-hmm. No one ever came to God without being called. Yeah. Um. This in Deuteronomy 7, this is verse 7. It says... The Lord did not set his affection on you and choose you because you are more numerous than other peoples, for you are the fewest of all peoples. But it was because the Lord loved you and he kept the oath he swore to your ancestors that he brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the land of slavery, from the power of the Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Know, therefore, that the Lord your God is God. He is faithful. He is the faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments. And that just reminds us that he he um, remembers us in our sufferings. And, you know, sometimes he rewards us for having to go through them. Maybe we don't get the reward. Maybe Maybe the reward is the teaching that we get from it. Maybe the reward is what our... You know, grandchildren will mm-hmm. get from it. Yeah. I think sometimes when you uh, follow God, you think of things backwards. And sometimes I, I've sat and thought about that. Like, you know, our grandma going through being poor all the time, doing a lot of all the work, mm-hmm. you know, grandpa didn't do, and having all those kids and living in poverty. But now look at all these wonderful human beings Mm-hmm. that are now here like that kind of a thought process like yeah. the things she went through pulling god's faithfulness yeah. his goodness it's he uses all things for his good so let's just remember as the church that we need to um be there for one another encourage one another be there for the community reach out and mission and proclaim jesus to others so that they may be saved And um, be a place where we can um, be imperfect people that can grow in their knowledge and grace um, from God and just um, encourage that for one another. We know we're imperfect. Let's gently discipline Mm -hmm. and um, lead and guide and just know that no one's perfect and neither will the church be. It's Jesus who's perfect. Mm Mm-hmm. Reach out to everyone. And reach out, yes. (laughs) So we're going to leave you with that. And um, I will go ahead and uh, say, uh, lead us out in prayer. God, thank you so much for letting us um, have this way that we can share our spiritual gift. And just um, to be there um, for all the people listening. And just we learn so much from even doing this podcast and help others 
to uh, learn also. Help this podcast to be heard from the people that need to hear it, the people that maybe are needing encouragement. That's what we want, Lord. We want to encourage others, maybe lead some people to salvation. Whatever it is that you need this podcast to do, Lord, please just guide it, guide us and to speak only what you need us to speak and to uh, be what your voice, Lord, and um, be with everyone who is listening, Lord, and just help guide them through the week. And everything we ask is in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This is Melissa and Christina, and it's Christians in the Gritty.